0: This episode is made possible by Armoire. I love genius companies founded by women and armoire is one of them. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days and then when you're ready for new clothes you just swap them out for more new to you styles. To me, solves so many issues I struggle with today. The biggest one being accumulation of stuff. Let's face it, women wanna feel on trend and fresh in their clothes, so we like to shop for new clothes often. But I also get overwhelmed when I have too much to choose from, which happens after years of shopping. I forget what clothes I have and I end up wearing the same thing over and over armoire allows you to rent high quality designer clothing for every occasion and then send it back whether you're planning your outfit for a date night packing for a conference or in need of a gown for a black tie event you will be the best dressed person in the room without ever having to brave a department store fitting room with those unflattering fluorescent lights again Trust me, your overly cramped closet and the environment will thank you. Right now, my listeners can give armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit Armoire.style/heel. That's armoir heel to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Heal Podcast. I'm Kelly Noonan-Gores, and every week I speak to the leading doctors, healers, spiritual teachers, and scientists to find out what is truly possible when it comes to healing. I also interview real people with extraordinary healing stories. My philosophy is, what's possible for one is possible for all. On today's episode of The HEAL Podcast, I check in with Eva Lee from The HEAL Documentary. If you saw HEAL, you will definitely remember Eva. She had that mystery illness that manifested as really painful and large boils on her skin. After at least 12 conventional doctors and specialists had no answers or diagnosis for her, she agreed to let me and the cameras follow her as she explored more natural healing modalities in search for the root cause of her mystery illness. Her scene doing EFT or tapping with Patty Penn was definitely one of the most powerful of the film, and her courage and vulnerability still leave me in a state of awe and gratitude to this day. Today, we find out how she is doing, what more she has tried and discovered, and if she has finally been able to heal. Eva, thank you so much for coming back. Thanks for having me. (laughs) So, I mean... You were the darling of Heal. I think I still get messages inquiring as like, what happened to Eva? What happened to Eva? What happened to Eva? We want to hear what happened to Eva. Um, I think in the first two years after the film was released, I got, I mean, we, my team got like hundreds of messages from people all over the world saying, Eva has this. I know she has this. I know. And we're all different. Right. (laughs) And so I kind of was like. The funnel, and I sent you right. maybe one yeah, percent yeah. of those right to explore. But it yeah. just, you know, it was just so overwhelming with people's opinions and trying to help. So, I would just love to hear from you before we get into any specific questions. Like, what has your life been like since heal? Well, it's funny you say that
1: with all the onslaught of messages because I think even without using heal as the connector, people were reaching out. Somehow they find me on. Instagram or Facebook, and I get these random messages with these long stories. And, and then they would recommend things or ask how I was doing or just wanted to reach out. And so it was really, I think, surprising. I don't know why I should have assumed maybe that was happening going to happen. But it was touching. Because I think people for me to think that people take the time out of their day, that it resonated with them somehow. And they actually, got emotional and sent me emotional messages and was worrying about what, how I was doing. I'm like, you don't even know me. That's just, it was overwhelming in a sense in the beginning. Yeah. And I think I got used to it. I'm like, I don't have that. I don't got that. (laughs) I already tested for that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know. But that is so cool because you did move so much, so many people by just being vulnerable and being willing to go through a kind of healing investigation and a healing session on camera. I mean, I asked you to do it. You know, I was really excited to get it on film. None of us were prepared for the emotional kind of release that you had. I wasn't And Breakthrough, which was so beautiful. Um, but if I thought about it, like— I don't know that I'd be able to share with, you know, the world Yeah, um, my, you know, a, a healing session. I don't think I
1: thought about it in the moment. I think I was going just, you know, rolling with the punches in a sense because I was curious myself to see if it would help in any way because we were experimenting with a lot of treatments and, you know, um, heal was kind enough to help me and offer me things that I had never heard of before is to explore and see if there was something that would, I could find or some resolution. So I think I just kinda just lived it in the moment. And it just, you know, it opened up a lot for me and emotionally yeah. and dealing with some things and, you know, with Patty and thinking through things and even um reflecting now, it's, you know, in the beginning I think I dealt with the emotion after. So I even remember at one point I think I was emotional with you with something you did or different interview where you mentioned me. And, you know, when I thought about it after, I'm like, why did I react that way? <laughs> I think it was, you know, one of those, like, when people mourn that sometimes it, it's in different times and different ways. Mm-hmm. And for me, it kind of happened that way. So I think a breakthrough for me came even much later than the film. But it helped, kind of was the catalyst to get me to another place. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, you were triggered by something I said. And yeah, it made me be more conscious of how I was presenting information or my opinion right. or you know, who am I to have an opinion on anybody else's experience? So I have been, you know, through my healing journey, just, in, you know, excavating whatever subconscious beliefs and programming and triggers and traumas that I have and trying to become aware of them so they can heal.
1: Okay.
0: Um, I now look at my emotional triggers when someone triggers me as like a alarm bell going, yeah. that's a signal, like, go look at that. Yeah. Why are you getting triggered? So it's beautiful that you You know, we we basically ripped off a huge Band-Aid and exposed a wound. And that's so that's like kind of what I learned from your experience is that healing past trauma is as painful, if not more painful, than when the trauma actually happened. And to be very sensitive of that. That's why I think healing journeys, like some people can just, you know, walk on the coals and do it quickly and, you know do ayahuasca and like get punched in the face (laughs) and like do the gnarly things. And other people, it's like the trauma is so painful. You got to do it like little steps at a time. And it's strange. It's not that,
1: you know, I relive that same trauma. I think it's the repetition of how you react to things because of that trauma that I was experiencing and recognized. Because I don't think about the past in that sense or have regrets in those moments, but I think what it exposed to me was it created that reaction that I have to things because of what it, the precedent it set for how I would do things mm. going forward. So I became to realize, oh, okay, there's, you know, I'm having some weird reactions to things and people and it's from that. So even after the fact, I kind of shut down for a little while and really reach out to friends or people that were close to me in my life. I think I needed Maybe a pause to rethink things because I was realizing how people were actually reacting, friends of mine reacting to me and being in heal. And I think my expectation level was because I'm so a private person in that sense and I was very vulnerable, it created an emotion for me. Like, well, how come you're not reacting to this like I'm expecting you to, mm-hmm. you know? maybe you should be more caring, or maybe you should ask me more questions, or maybe you should ignore it. I didn't even know what I was thinking or trying to digest at the time or what I was was looking for. But I felt like I was in this weird, always on edge for a while with just dealing with it and not really telling many people about it because I wasn't sure how they would react to it and then how I would react to them. So it was a lot going on for Couple of years after, I think, everything that happens, you know, oh, no. with the debuting and people's reaction to it. But it's gotten much better. Yeah. Okay, good. I know. The end
0: result is it's much better. Okay, good. Okay, yes. good. Oh, thank God. Because, yeah, I mean, we were hoping for, you know, to find a lot more answers than we did on right. the, in, during the actual filming process. Right. But, you know, after th- the dust settled and you kind of were able to process, because, I mean, we, you all of a sudden are in a kind of international spotlight. <laughs> yeah. Which you weren't, nobody really expected it to be on which that Which is amazing. Scale. Thank you. And congratulations <laughs> to you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you so much. Um, thank you for making it happen. And so what, tell us, like, everybody is just wondering where are you what what has come of have you found answers have you found healing have you made
1: progress i mean i'm better i think than i was at that point i think maybe around that stage and a year after that was the peak of my illness it's still there and they haven't found you know any way to label it and since then yeah i've tried so many things especially like you said based on the recommendations you know forwarding emails from people and trying alternative things uh aura cleansing and readings and and then even more medical things, going to, you know, oncologists, going to hematologists. Um, so running the gamut still, trying to do everything, incorporate everything and hoping, you know, all of that together will give me um, a solution or some kind of label for it. But it hasn't. So even in that sense, you know, with doing all of that and eliminating all of the things I've tried, I've just come to realize there's certain things that are my triggers with the illness that I need to be aware of and avoid those things, you know, mm-hmm. certain dietary things, certain stressful, you know, situations that hard to avoid, but at least I know in those moments, like, okay, this is really, this is wiping me out. So I'm going to have a down down moment, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm, I'm much more conscious of those things. Sunshine, like, right? Even, yeah, being exposed to sunlight to. Too much, you know, mm-hmm. like I try to do little increments because I'm really lacking a lot of vitamin D now. So, in my, you know, when I do get my blood work, they're like, okay, you need supplements. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll try to go in the sun for like 10 minutes and, yeah. or I'll do light, you know, overcast sun. And I just don't lay out there like I used to anymore, though. Uh, and I still try to cover up a lot because I get. Because, it, it, for instance, I would think I was just in the sun over the weekend, and I was sitting there in my chest, and now I have a little breakout. Like, it's an immediate, like, little, you know, yeah. uh, physical things like that, but also the emotional and the diet and everything else that uh, affects me, that I'm more aware of. So I try to maintain it and keep it at bay if yeah. I can
0: you Yeah. Know? before I had no idea. Right. So yeah. that's good. So the awareness level has right. improved Yeah. A and lot. Dr. Emerson
1: helped too with, you know, putting me on that diet really made a difference. Um, I'm still a vegetarian, you know, more pescatarian. I introduced some fish, but I don't eat any meats. I try to keep dairy to a very um, minimum. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and that helped a lot. For those of you who know me, you know that I love a good infrared sauna detox sweat sesh. Now you can experience all the benefits of an infrared sauna from the comfort of your own home. Higher Dose's portable sauna blanket makes it easy to get hot and high from anywhere. You just lay down inside the blanket, turn up the heat, and sweat it out. You'll burn 600 calories in just one sweat session. So it's like working out without having to work out. Kind of amazing. Infrared therapy supports glowing skin, deeper sleep, and a balanced mood. And as your core temperature heats up, your brain releases a dose of happy chemicals, leaving you feeling euphoric after your sweat session. The blankets deeply penetrating heat instantly boosts blood flow, flooding your body with enviable benefits like radiant and youthful skin, higher energy, a boosted mood, and decreased bloat sign me up. This sauna blanket is an amazing and affordable addition to any self-care routine. So there's no need to go to a spa when you can do it from home anytime you want. And for those of you who want to experience the benefits of infrared without the sweat, they also have a really cool infrared PEMF mat that recharges your cells to help you feel relaxed, grounded, and rejuvenated. This game-changing mat combines the powerful technology of heated infrared with PEMF plus 20 pounds of healing crystals like amethyst and tourmaline for a relaxing, restorative experience that you feel within minutes. Get your own infrared sauna blanket or infrared PEMF mat today at higherdose.com. That's H-I-G-H-E-R-D-O-S-E.com. You can use promo code HEAL75 at checkout to save $75. That's higherdose.com, promo code HEAL75 or just go to higherdose.com slash heal to get your $75 off today. Summertime is here, and if you follow me on Instagram, you know I love soaking up some vitamin D from the sun, doing things like wake surfing in Lake Michigan or paddle boarding in Malibu. But days in the sun and water give me dry skin, and I am all about maintaining beautiful, youthful, glowing skin, which is why I love Osea skincare products, which nourish, soften, and smooth my skin from head to toe. I only use clean skin products because, remember, our skin is our biggest organ and we never want to put anything in our skin that we don't want in our body. Osea has made clean, safe skincare products powered by the sea since 1996, and they are vegan and cruelty-free. After time in the salty sea, I love to lather their Andaria Algae Body Oil all over my sun-kissed skin. It feels luxurious and rich, never greasy or sticky, and it absorbs beautifully into my skin, giving me that radiant summer glow all over. What I love most is that it's made from responsibly sourced, plant-derived ingredients like Andaria Algae, Acai, and babasu Seed Oil, resulting in a clean, nourishing body oil fragrant with sunny citrus and sweet passion fruit. A couple other products I love are their award-winning Hyaluronic Sea Serum and their best-selling seaweed-infused ocean cleanser. Oh, and did I mention Osea is female-founded and family-operated by a mother-daughter team? So awesome. Reveal your summer glow with skincare from Osea and get 10% off all products on your first order with promo code HEAL at oseamalibu.com. You'll also get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $50. $50. That's 10% off with code HEAL at O-S-E-A dot com. I'm Michelle Kwan. In 1996,
1: the world was in the midst of a massive cultural movement that saw women finally taking center stage. Nowhere was this shift more apparent than at the 1996 Summer Olympics in Atlanta. This audience was the loudest thing I have ever heard in my life. The noise, everybody's cheering, and we see all these USA flags. It was the most important summer in women's sports history, and team after team after team, the U.S. women kept winning. Basketball, soccer, softball, gymnastics. I just said, give me mine. Like, give me mine. Join me for Dear Media's Summer of Gold, presented by Together. Listen wherever
0: you get your podcasts. Testing-wise, have you seen, you know, are all doctors, no matter what their specialty, are they saying, like, inflammation is the the root cause, and they don't know what's causing the inflammation? Exactly. Definitely. Like, I have severe
1: iron deficiency, which a lot of people do, you know, and I'm getting infusions for those, but they're just saying my iron depletes so quickly, they they can't even figure that out. So Mm -hmm. right now I'm at that stage um, with some of the things that they're still trying to assess with – iron levels. Plus, I started taking an infusion through my RA. And that's, I think, helped also. What is the um, infusion? It's a it's, um They use it in conjunction with a chemo treatment for cancer patients, but a lot of RA patients use it. Okay. So you do that once a year. And um, I think that's had some effect with some of the medicines I take and just my diet in conjunction with it has helped a lot. Okay. Yeah, so I don't have any real severe flare-ups. I've had a couple, but not like how frequently I was having them. Oh,
0: that's good. Yeah,
1: so that's been good. Um, but um, I do get fatigued still a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's I just, agree. I think, from
0: the iron levels and just, you know, parts of the illness that are still there. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you don't mind. I know that you did some research on kind of Oh, yeah.
1: So, yeah, I'm toxicity. happy to talk about it. Okay. Yeah, so I
0: had um, <laughs> breast implants. Especially you know,
1: after the babies, your body changes, you get on, you know, yeah. weird about it, right? How you look and everything. Um, so I did a lot of research on that. And um, another friend of mine had told me that they had removed theirs and they were feeling better. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to exhaust every possibility. Like, yes. I don't, you know, I'm not going to be wearing little low cut, you know, bikinis yeah. when I'm 60. So, you know, I'm almost there. So I should just, you know, get them out while I can and uh, see if that has an effect. Because I'm, I'm doing everything else to the extreme I need to take it all the way as much as I can, right? So I had no issues with them, but I thought, okay, I'm gonna, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Did it. Um, I think that helped as well. You do. I think so. I think, you know, I did so many things at one time. It's hard for me to determine what the actual treatment was that helped make it a little better for me mm-hmm. and not be bedridden all the time, you know, because for a while, I mean, I'd just be down for, you know, three to four days and our house is upstairs downstairs so if I'm you know feeling out of it and I'm knocked out I'm upstairs I can't even go downstairs yeah. <laughs> you know because you can't make it down the stairs so you know those moments I don't have as frequently which is huge because that just puts you in such a depressive state also because you can't do anything can't yeah. get out of bed you know and the kids are like come on let's do the." no me just Uh. gonna be laying here in bed or we're gonna go do this and daddy's gonna take us here and like okay bye Uh, (laughs) yeah you know so that the emotional part of it what really starts to affect you and then that thing extends the you know your illness because you're also getting stressed and depressed at the same time yeah
0: which then compounds everything
1: yeah so it's really was trying to deal with all of that so i don't know if it was removing that plus you know getting the infusions um, plus, my diet continually being healthy. You quit a stressful
0: job. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> not
1: having to work and drive three, four hours a day. Yeah. I mean, you know, living on the east side and coming to the west side. Yeah. As I've told, this is not the west side. Yeah. <laughs> Santa Monica. <is>. It's west. <laughs> but It's west for me. It's west. It's past downtown. It's west side. <laughs> so, um, you know, that was huge. I didn't realize it until. After the fact, everybody's like, "Wow, you don't have to drive that big commute anymore." Like, yeah. I'm like, "Oh, I just got so used to it for 25 years working on, you know, on this side of town that I never even really thought about how much time it was taking out of my life and how late I would get home or I had to rush and get the kids. And then, you know, you get home by the time you have dinner. You know, i not supposed to be having dinner at eight o'clock or nine o'clock at night. Like, kids should be going to bed at that time. And we're just yeah. like sitting down to eat. You know, so it totally changed that too. I mean. Of course, now I'm like almost a senior, so a senior citizen. <laughs> Which so is we, crazy. We, you look so young. We eat supper. Yeah. <laughs> we don't eat dinner. Yeah. <laughs> right? We're doing like Twilight Meals at Norm's. <laughs> <laughs> you do, do you have
0: blue hair? <laughs> I <don't know>. right. <laughs> but I was just going to say you say you're old. I don't even know how old you are. But you. 51. What? I mean, I'm literally, she's 51 she years old. 51. <laughs> I'm looking at you. You literally don't look a day over 40. You look like you could be in your late 30s. Wow. Oh, it it's, must be the green. It's, but it's <laughs> so true. It's so, like, knowing, like, are you still on steroids? Yeah, I think maybe the steroids
1: preserving my skin
0: because, you know, steroids <laughs> kills everything. So <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it would be the opposite. I feel like I it would, know. like, leach your body of, like, well, collagen. Yeah, I mean, and... I do t- take too
1: many steroids still. I mean, the doctors keep telling me that. But it's the only thing that still seems to continue to work. So we've kind of, like, really mm-hmm. tried to pare it down and maybe supplement with other um, pills. Because I think I went for colonoscopy, 50. Um, (laughs) And he had asked me, you know, what type of medication are you on? Before any surgery, right? Kind of like light surgery when you have to go under anesthesia. And I told him the steroid. And he's like, how much are you taking? And at this point, you know, two and a half to five milligrams maybe every day, every other day. And he's like, wow. He goes, you need to stop taking that amount of steroids. I'm like, oh, it's nothing. I used to take like 10, 20 a day, you know, a few hundred a month. I mean, I used to take a lot of steroids. So for him to say, like, you know, I really recommend, you know, talk to your doctor about getting off of that because that's a lot for yeah. your body to take and how long have you been doing it? And I told him, well, it's going to be like, what, eight years now? Oh, my gosh. And he's like, oh, that's that's could be the death of you. So please stop. I'm <laughs> like, okay, thank you. Thank you for reminding me. Because, you know, you go through illnesses and you become so used to them that at some points you forget until you have those moments of flare-ups or inflammation and you just go through your daily routine without realizing like oh I still have this really you know weird illness that can really take me out if if I'm not careful because sometimes you forget because you just wow everything feels great you're back to normal and then push yourself like for an example you know I Spent the day with a friend of mine, and we hadn't seen each other a long time because of the pandemic. And then we tried to take a walk on the beach, and you know, talking, talking. And I'm thinking, oh, this is great. Like 25,000 steps later on the pedometer, <laughs> like, wait a minute, that's I'm exhausted. <laughs> way too much for me. So I already knew something's gonna happen. And that night, it was just like, you know, all my joints were swollen. I was down for the count for the next day. But you know, something simple as that. You know, people try to get in 10, 20,000 like every day, no problem. Yeah. For me, I'm, I need to even watch the pedometer of how much you know steps I'm taking Exercise, in a day. Yeah. And then you realize, like, okay, I can't exercise as much. I can't even, you know, walk with a friend on the beach like that because it's it has a toll. It takes yeah. a toll. So then you get your hard reality checks.
0: Oh, my gosh. Have you seen any integrative doctor that has had any suggestions or Chinese medicine doctor where you could wean you off of steroids because you do need to wean after this long abuse right. and replace with something more? Ayurvedic or Chinese herbs, or is there, have you seen anyone that has a solution? Yes. I mean,
1: I have seen people, I've seen Chinese doctors, acupuncture, things like that, to try to see if that would help. And to really experiment with it, I'll go off of the steroids um, for a few days before, and then I'll have the appointment, go through what their process is, and try to incorporate it for the month. But after normally, if I'm off the steroids for... I don't know, I think the longest I've tried to go off it is a week to week and a half. I start to feel um, the flare-ups come coming mm. on. And once I start to see a flare-up coming on, I'm at the point where I'm not going it, to let it get to a really bad point. Because then it's really difficult unless it's something that triggered immediately. But when I feel it and it's coming in slowly, then I'll take a dose of steroids to keep it at bay yeah and that seems to be the only thing because I've tried you know I mean they put together a lot of herbs for you and you know especially in things tailored for women and inflammation and you boil that into a soup and you drink those you know that herb remedy and it feels good of course you know you get an energy from it and you feel good um, but it only lasts so long for me so it doesn't have a long-term effect that I've noticed yet. Yeah. So if, you know, and I can continue it and see. But then sometimes when you get these infusions or, like, don't take anything natural or get off the vitamins so we can do the infusion because we don't want anything to, you know, interact with it and create some kind of reaction. So you're always, like you said, in the cycle of, okay, now I can do natural, but now I can't because I need to do this infusion and then. So it's difficult because you can't incorporate act. both, yeah. right, sometimes for some doctors. Some say, yes, you know, drink ginger, drink herbs, and then take medication, you'll be okay. But when it comes to some of the um, more intense medications or the infusions, or like, you know, we don't want you to take any vitamins prior
0: to. So just yeah. go off of them for a couple of weeks before your next infusion. Now, you are someone who is in the business of taking care of everybody else. <laughs> have you, I've talked to a few people that have, realize that their condition was kind of a wake up call and like a forced surrender to allow them to receive help for the first time in their life to receive other people taking care of them because they've never allowed anyone else you know they've been really taken care of until their body broke down or whatever right have you been aware of that aspect of this has that been a part of your journey are you letting mike and the girls take care of you more or are you just kind of still going at it alone a little bit
1: um, no, Mike's great. He helps with the kids so much. I mean, it wasn't for him. I wouldn't be able to, cause you know, he takes them to school. He'll try to pick them up. He'll, you know, if, if I have to, I will, but he tries to alleviate all of that, you know, get up in the morning and get up in the afternoon. Cause the girls are back in school now. Um, they started back in March. So the pandemic helped cause they weren't doing anything for a year. We're just yeah. all home hanging out. Everybody so got was a good little reset. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, but that's huge. There's a flip side of the coin to that too, for me, I think is because you're in the role of knowingly or unknowingly always taking care of things, people are used to you in that role. Mm-hmm. So I think it's hard for them to realize that when they need to step up or when they should intervene or feel that the person who's always taking care of things needs to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. So that in itself is a separate challenge, I think, that I, I noticed or I was became aware of. But I'm open to it, of course. Yeah. yeah. Please take care of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think and it happens, you know, definitely. It happens. And, you know, people start to realize, oh, okay. So if she's asking for help, maybe we should help, right? Because yeah, yeah. at some point, you know, I think I broke down like, I need some like, you know, acknowledgement here that I need something you're dealing with something yes, major. And right. Massive and mean. Um and and the the reaction I got from it was, but you're always the strong one. Like I'm not used to that having to take on that role or being there to help you and, and you know and am I accepting of it or would I be like I think there's a lot of things that you know just organically happen like that you know so when you're in that role it's hard to yes you want to surrender to it but other people those people have to surrender to it as well it's yeah. not just you yeah you know so that all create have to create this like you know yeah
0: you have to ask between for it, everybody. but then you have to...
1: Yeah. Like, receive, and then, you yeah. know, asking for it becomes awkward, <laughs> right? So yeah. then it's like, like oh... And then, like you know, you're hoping that they like, just step up. How much in line do that. I do? Yeah. How much do I want them to do? Because once you've asked, it's out there in such a weird way, <laughs> right? yeah. It's awkward. So it's it's framing it and phrasing it and dealing with that portion of it, and making that something that's become the new normal is hard too.
0: Yeah, you know, I probably would be the same way yeah. where I wouldn't ask for help until I know I'm on the breaking point.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, to the point where you're like. When you're crying out for help, and, you know, now I realize when people say they cry out for help or they're in, you know, depressive situations and it's hard for them to reach out, I can empathize with that now. Like, I never really understood that as much as before when people would say to me, oh, yeah, I'm depressive or I take this because I'm depressed. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, because I never – I think I have ever pushed – if I ever had depression, I always pushed it away, Mm -hmm. right? I never recognized it. But now I've come to realize, like, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a serious situation. Because mm-hmm. when you're desperate and you need to cry out for help, it's hard to do. And once you do, sometimes you don't get the reaction you want. Then you're still at a loss, and it even makes it worse. And then that compounds, oh, you know, your yeah. stress and your depression and everything else. And um, then you need to, like you said, turn around and look at things in a different way, you know. Yeah. And then really um, rethink them things. <sighs> yeah, so it's an interesting journey <laughs> for sure. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: It's been, but it's overall it's better now. Yeah, yeah, and still improving. Do you like? Are you still like every day trying to find answers? Or are you just like? You find one answer, like the infusion, then you just want to coast for a while and, like, not think about it because it's just draining to even be searching all the time. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. It's draining sometimes to yeah. be all on time. But,
1: of course, you want to because if you're not getting answers from your doctors or from your um, alternative medicines, you're like, okay, let me – you know, and it's sometimes, going on the internet, that's not the best thing to look no. for research. You <laughs> know? Rabbit holes. Uh, yeah, it can get kind of scary because you're yeah. like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I probably only have a year to live. Let me update my will, you know? Oh, so you right. goes through those things, too, because you're like, well, what is it? How bad is it? You know, there's people out there with worse conditions, you know? I mean— where does it lead to, you know, so I'm always, okay, well, you know, telling Michael, okay, here's all the paperwork and here's Um, everything here, just in case, you know, you always are second guessing things now. Um, Maybe even when I have to go under anesthesia for like just common treatments, like, you know, endoscopy or something, I'm thinking, oh, okay, what if I don't wake up from it? What if something pill I'm taking now is going to, you know, interface with that? And yes, they know their work, but obviously they don't know what I have, so they don't know everything, right? So um, I get concerned about that, and I start putting all my paperwork together. You know, so you start thinking of things you normally wouldn't add at a certain age, I think, for most people. Yeah. Right? If you know haven't planned out your life perfectly. Right? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you so get older you, you and start then... to like, okay, let me get this paperwork in order. Let me be sure this is in order. You know, this is where all the stuff is for this. You know, people don't know where your stock market accounts are. That's not like something that you can find. You know, you can find bank accounts, but other yeah. things like, okay, here's this paperwork. Okay, let me update it. You know, right. Things I guess you should deal with at a certain point, but you don't. And so it's forced me to do that also.
0: We are in an extremely stressful time in history when confusion, uncertainty, and fear are running rampant. Even I find that my daily practices and tools only get me so far during the most intense news cycles. That is why I was so grateful to learn about BetterHelp. BetterHelp.com offers affordable, private, online counseling. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done in a safe, secure online environment. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist so you can start communicating in under 48 hours. And they are so committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. BetterHelp is also more affordable than traditional in-person therapy, and they offer financial aid, so they really can support anyone, anywhere in the world at a time we all need it most. BetterHelp offers all kinds of professional counselors who can help you with things like depression, anxiety, relationships, sleep, trauma, grief, and self-esteem or identity issues. And of course, everything you share is confidential. What I've learned after years of doing healing and personal growth work is that we all have blind spots. Sometimes we need a trained professional to listen and bring those blind spots to light so we can heal. If you are struggling right now or just feel a deep need for connection and support, I encourage you to check out the testimonials on their website and see if better help resonates with you. I want you to find the support you need. So as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash heal. Join over a million people who have taken charge of their mental health at betterhelp, that's H-E-L-P, dot com slash heal. I mean, it's just crazy. I'm looking at you like you just don't look like someone that has to had to be on medication and do all these crazy things. Like you're glowing. Yeah. <laughs> You're smiling, it's isn't that crazy? She looks. I would never guess that you're battling a crazy mystery illness yeah. and on crazy medication. I don't
1: think most people do. And then sometimes, if somehow it comes up, they're like, "What?" So even yeah. in that sense, people are like, "Oh, oh,
0: you're sick? What?" Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. you just yeah. don't let anybody know, and so you still have like that's part of it too. Massive energy. I mean, how much are you? Talk to me about your energy coming in here today, because you came in bubbly, vibrant. Yeah, it was and- good. I was happy to do it. It's happy to see you and Adam, and yeah. you know. Okay, revisit good.
1: things, and yeah. Okay,
0: good, because it seems so natural, but, like, I'm just wondering how much you put on a happy face, and then no. you're going you to go home and just be, like, exhausted?
1: No, it was really, yeah, I was looking forward to it. Okay, good. Yeah, so when we want to get pushed out last week. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll wait till next week. I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it actually worked out well, because I was kind of tired. <laughs> yeah, okay, good, see? So it was good. So talk to us a little bit about some of the emotional healing you've done outside of you know, all of these supplements and treatments and medications, what emotional healing have you done? And what insights have you gained? What daily practices have you incorporated? If any, have you changed any relationships that you weren't serving you?
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think um, I touched on a little bit, like there's a period of time where I kind of just shut everybody out. And I think um, that was the, aftermath of me dealing with kind of the emotions of recognizing the illness and, and doing the HEAL project and working with Patty and, you know, really trying to admit to the fact, you know, did my relationship with my mother or my childhood have such a profound effect? to the point where I either pushed it out, didn't deal with it and you know how much is it affecting me now. So I started to work through some of that and thought about it and you know, you go back, you rethink history. Of course everybody everybody rewrites history to some degree to their benefit, right? So I was trying to look at it really objectively more like was I was I the victim or that I created or was I really the victim or you know, I mean, there's facts, you know, of course you can go off of, but you don't know how how much is your fault as well, right? Like, I was a rebellious child. I was such a rebellious child that, you know, that I created, like, this worse situation than what it already was. Um, Or I became that rebellious child because of the situation. You know, so there's things I did start to question and the emotions of going through that. I don't reflect on it much because, yes, it's good for some people to work through those past um, emotions and hurdles for them, but... I don't feel that way. I think, you know, going back and reliving the past just creates more unnecessary emotions. Mm-hmm. I think just recognizing there was something that I need to work through now because I'm an adult now. I can only blame so much on my childhood or my past, right? You make only you make certain decisions at a point that only land on you, right? So I didn't really reflect so much. I questioned a little bit because I think I had to, just to for me to kind of close that chapter. But then everything else is on me at this point, you know? Like I said, I'm 51 now. I mean, I've had like, you know, like 30 years at this point to figure out my life, right? Yeah. So <laughs> um, I think, but you do need that little moment where you have to recognize, you know, there's some, some conscious stress maybe that you can let go of or um, be done with. Yeah, and I think that's kind of how I just like, okay, let you know, past is done. Yeah. You know, you can't have regrets, right? You'd be living in them forever. Then, yeah. Then I'll be wasting this time now I have with my kids and everything else if I kept doing that. So I think working through that and then just really questioning, you know, some of my friendships and dealing with being ill and how people respond or react to it. And my expectation levels, like I said, you know, and maybe they were higher for some of my friends than they were for others. And then some stood by me and, you know, were really good about always being there and asking how I was doing and calling, like, are you okay? And, you know... Do you want to get out? Do you want to do this? You know, how is the medication? How are your doctors? Like really, really like diving deep into caring about me and in my moment. And that I think was um, also enlightening, Mm -hmm. right? Because then you go through that whole thing. So that process for me was kind of questioning who was there for me and who wasn't in a sense, which I reflect on now and, like, I oh, probably don't need to do that. But that's the what I went through. That yeah. was my process, right, yeah. Yeah, at, the, at the time. Because um, they're all still my friends now where <laughs> everything's back to normal. Yeah. But for me,
0: I w- was in this little dark hole that I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, but it's just good to see how people react and behave. Yeah, it you is. Know? And, then, and you then-, can, then you can make a conscious choice of – is that healthy for me? Right. Or can I just let them be them and not take it personally? Or, exactly. And I and think then, it was oh, this, thinking is the, this is the that. friend that I can rely on. Right. This is the friend. Oh, and that's just a friend I can go, you yeah. know, have a glass of wine think, with. Them, yes, you know? yes, things on bigger scale like that,
1: you know, like, okay. And then, you know, everybody's got their drama and everybody's got their illnesses and everybody's got their life and, you know, I can't. Can't expect much more than what I'm going to be giving to, right? So yeah. if I'm shutting myself out, then I'm going to be like, okay, she's not approachable, so I'm going to shut away from her. So, you know, it goes back
0: and forth. Yeah. So
1: just got to let it all go. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, sometimes. yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So... What about any, like, I mean, meditation? I know for me, that's like a transformative tool. I know you had difficulty kind of yeah, finding your practice. Yeah, I do. It's so yeah. funny. I
1: tried it because, you know, um, the doctor I went to, Dr. Ventrapali, who I go to, he's my RA. Um, he had a really nice wellness program they incorporated in his offices. Like, you know, he, you were asking about that. So on top of... Um, treating everything else he had a wellness program where they have a yoga instructor for That's you great. they have a dietitian and nutritionist um and you can really talk to them beyond just you know what they're telling you kind of like let's do this let's do that so they're very approachable and they were very um concerned with like how i wanted to change my diet the and holistic incorporate approach. more things mm-hmm. yeah and then the um, yoga instructor was really great um so she really tried to work on doing meditation with me because we would do zoom because it was during the pandemic and before that and she's like okay we're going to be zooming it and She's like, let's just try it. <laughs> like, right? She's, I'm going to be here and just follow my lead. Just lay down. Let's give it a try. So we did it a few times. And I I think I was trying so hard that I can never get there because I'm trying so hard yeah. to not do anything. But that trying so hard is me doing something. Yeah. So I can't ever get to that place of being neutral. Right. It's so hard for me. Um And I still can't, (laughs) to be honest.
0: Is there anything you do that you love that is meditative in a way? So like some people are painters and they go and they just like lose all critical thought and thoughts of stress. And they just like are expressing and they get into that meditative state and still has the same effect on the body. Or gardening, you know, swimming laps. Is there anything that you have in your life now that's meditative? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: uh, cooking. I mean yeah I enjoy doing all those things but nothing that's an escapism for me Yeah, nothing that's like hey you know if I do this then I'm just going to shut everybody out and be my own little zen world now yeah. I haven't experienced anything like that yet reading um, yeah I love reading but that's like just second nature it doesn't really give me um, that kind of yeah, calm exactly, state exactly. Yeah. yeah I mean just you know like you read so much just, it's just reading. a thing right yeah. it's like driving it's reading but it doesn't give me that like mm-hmm. oh moment of wow Yeah. Yeah. So I have yet to find that, and maybe that's what I need, but I can't find it. Like, I love, you know, cooking. Yeah, I love reading. I love doing some art. Is there anything you did as a
0: child that—not that you had a lot of time, it sounds like, because you were taking care of your (laughs) mama— but that you remember, like, the playfulness, you know, like, to bring the playfulness back into your— I mean, I know you play with your girls. Your girls are amazing, and they are so playful. They are, they but keep me so entertained. I <laughs> so just cute. feel like there's like in so many. Yeah, Quinn is Quinn and yes, Scarlet. Yeah, um, constant entertainment. But um, you know, a lot of people and I'm just lobbing stuff out right, there. Right, right. A lot of people no, yeah. reconnect on their. You know, they like for instance Kelly Turner's research. A lot of the people that were sent home to basically, there's nothing else that the Western doctors can do. You have stage four terminal cancer good luck, right. they, you know, kind of remembered something that they loved in their childhood, whether it was like playing the violin or painting or mm-hmm. singing or dancing, and incorporated that. And that gave them like this vitality that right. then, you know, created an environment in their body where yeah. cancer couldn't exist, you right. know? because there was so much joy and vibrance and, and, right. and it was just there was other things, mm-hmm. but playfulness was a big, yeah. like playfulness and sleep are two things that people often... Overlook on a healing journey.
1: Yes, exactly. Sleep is huge. And I am insomniac. So I think that's what's helped me back as well. Because, you know, I'll be... Go to bed, wake up, I'm up for four hours. And I'll try to take another hour nap or something, you know, before the morning starts. Um, So that's something that's been... Have you tried,
0: like, THC? Yeah,
1: CBD. That helps a little bit. You know, melatonin. But I don't take too much of that. Um, uh, The CBD helps sometimes. and But not... It helps, but it's not... A cure for insomnia yeah <laughs> right yeah um because i still i don't know what triggers my wake up like sometimes i'll be exactly at three o'clock every night for like a month and then i'll be up till five and then i'm like oh I have a, let me go back to sleep for a half hour an hour please please <laughs> yeah. um you know or sometimes i'll stay up till three and then sleep from three to like seven you know so it, it changes in in i don't know if that's because I'm doing that, or something's going on. Or there's like hormonal patterns or changing. Organ detoxification. Yeah. And- so it's always something like that. And, you know, going back to your question about finding something that's joyous, I mean, I don't know. I, I do so many things anyways. I don't try to limit myself. And maybe that's why I have flare ups more often sometimes, too, because I don't, I try to be conscious, but I don't hinder myself unless I can't do it physically, can't mm-hmm. do it. So I don't know if there's any one thing that I could reflect back to that would make it because I still do all of those things anyways uh-huh. you know like we went ziplining you know yeah. and I was like oh that's fun like I like adventurous things you yeah. know like I used but to there's not one thing jump to like out a planes yeah. or doing things like that like I like doing it you like, do you skydive I used to yeah oh, okay like when I was younger I tried to do it a few times <laughs> <laughs> oh, now that you have kids you rethink things that it would put your life in danger <laughs> yeah, yeah true true like ziplining I, I don't think I would do that at one that. point or but the girls did it so I'm like they're doing it. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? it's I mean, so fun. My nine-year-old, you know, is, has it's enough crazy. energy to do it because she's a she's one of the youngest they've ever seen on the zip line. They said, really, <laughs> and a girl. Yeah, likes to be a lot of boys. You know, That's ten amazing. out of ten, and yeah. they're like, this is the first young little girl. we've yeah. seen just take all these zip lines. She's <laughs> a daredevil. <double. laughs> yeah. That's amazing. And then Scarlett's more of a daredevil, but you wouldn't know it. She yeah. seems like the introvert. I know.
0: She seems so quiet. She seems so quiet, her. but she's fearless. Yeah. I mean, literally fearless. Amazing. wonder yeah. where she
1: gets that from. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so in wow. HEAL, mm-hmm. obviously, we talk about symptoms as feedback and a conversation of the body. It's language of the body trying to communicate with you, the consciousness, the mind, the soul. Right. Um, And it's, we just have to learn the language of the body, and that's why we go to specialists that Mm -hmm. speak the language of that specific organ system or, you know, Ayurveda or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, they're all sort of ways and filters of translating the feedback of the body. Your symptoms are gnarly in the biggest flare-ups. They're like these big outbreaks you watch heal. I mean, it's like, it's gnarly. I mean, just look at their pain. They're so painful. they are these open kind of boils on your skin, coming out of your skin that, you know, for me, I don't know. I'm not a specialist. I'm not an expert. I'm just exploring this conversation to see if, You know, skin issues often are tied to liver and detoxification. Liver is associated with anger often in Chinese medicine. Yeah, Um, definitely. Has there been any intuition or have you turned within and asked your symptoms, like, what are you trying to tell me? Like, is this some inner rage that you're just expressing? Or is this toxicity that's, you know, from a moldy house two houses ago? Is this... What is this? Have yes. you tried to communicate with your I, symptoms? Yeah, you know, and
1: it's funny. I think yes, because I think we had a conversation before that inspired me. And you know, working with Patty also is, you know, recognizing myself, right, and talking to myself in a questioning way, in a positive way. First, you do it out of frustration, like, mm-hmm. "Why the hell is this happening? Like, why are you or like? What like, what what's going on? Yeah, yeah, you stupid body, right? <laughs> At first, it's that." And then I think once you cross the threshold, you realize, okay, so let me try to be a little more gentle (laughs) because maybe it's mad at me and it's punishing me for being so mean. So you start to work through that. And I do. I try to think like – and I think that's with the diet as well is like, okay, if I keep myself clean, will that make my body happy? Will that continue to help me heal? You know, and of course, with the Western doctors checking everything, like checking my liver, checking my gallbladder, you know, doing the, and I just did this. I didn't even know they had this—a pill cam um, for your small intestines endoscopy. So
0: wild, bro! Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's like you want me to swallow that? What? It's a pill cam. Swallow <laughs> <Can't be laughs> Yes. It's like a jack ball. Like it's a little. Ball. I'm like, I don't think. It, and then they give you literally a cap full of water. <laughs> I don't know how you want me to sweat the keys. He's like, well, you can't have any, you know, liquids in your stomach while It'll the camera yeah, imagery, muddle, Yeah, the Bluetooth and the imagery, and you have to wear this big belt for eight hours. And I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, even going through those things, okay, let, he's like, we should do it because we want to figure out if you have any, you know, internal bleeds because of your iron levels. So let's do this pill cam, which I just did a few weeks ago. Um, so they discover some inflammation right, in my stomach, and maybe not quite an ulcer, but small inflammations that that we're gonna address as well that could be leading to some things, you know, my body reacting to that, plus the uh, iron deficiency. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was pretty crazy. (laughs) So so that's why I asked my body, did I really have to go through that (laughs) colonoscopy to figure out what's going on, (laughs) just get better.
0: (laughs) Right, Let's go. I mean, at least you're in conversation. Yeah, and I think it's
1: better for me because I've always just been so naive to associating your mental health with your physical health. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought they were just one and the same. Yeah. And I realized there actually is sometimes a separation of the two, right, because your mind is so strong. Um, and it creates such a world for you that you live in, either your pocket or not, you know, then, then you really, oh, okay, wait, this everything works together. There's yeah. some synchronicity here. So it's supposed to happen that yeah. I should be aware of at this point, you know, in my life. Um, and I think that's come to light a little bit, as also. Yeah. Yeah. We I mean, I don't have deep conversations, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yet. Right, right. <laughs> um, What have you tried any, this is, this may be very obvious and you could be like, yeah, I tried it all. (laughs) But I'm thinking of because of the way it's expressing, it's like heat releasing almost through Mm -hmm. these boils. Right. Inflammation is obviously systemic and it's, you know, not acute to heal an injury. You have this systemic inflammation that is maybe expressing through your skin. Cryotherapy, cold plunges.
1: Cold plunges, yes, because of Iceman Hoff, I think. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Yeah. So sometimes I was looking at that, and I'm like, okay, should I? Can this? Let me try really cold showers first, because yeah. he has that 30 day challenge where you do these like one minute super cold yeah. showers to kind of introduce you to more coldness. Mm-hmm. So yes, trying that, which I think does you know, it regenerates you for that day, and I think you've uh, somehow your skin feels different too when yeah. you do
0: these cold. I think it's like showers. it like yeah. flushes toxins it, yeah. it it you know gets your capillaries bigger yes you know gets, i do get your feel blood something and oxygen different. and everything yeah flowing. i even had try, mike do it i
1: was like you have to do this challenge we have to do these like really cold showers like in the morning for yeah. one minute after so he tried it too and he really likes it so i always do the end of a shower i'll still take a a, a, a lukewarm shower because i did have a dermatologist say you know if you have inflammation don't don't use hot water. Don't, don't, don't drink hot water. Food. You know, yeah. drink lukewarm water. Don't, and also don't drink super cold waters because it's a shock to your organs. Um, you know, so there's so many little things that you try to incorporate that become natural that you don't even think about. Like, yeah, yeah I know, why am I drinking this? And that's why I've never liked ice cold water. I was like, I was wondering why. He's like, yeah, because you shouldn't be drinking ice cold water. Your oh, yeah. system shouldn't be taking See? that in. Your
0: body's yeah, speaking you to.
1: Room temperature, lukewarm. Showers as well with inflammation, especially skin inflammations. You no, know, don't take hot showers Yeah, why are you putting more heat on top of heat and then don't eat a lot of spicy foods because you're putting more heat internally. So there's so much that you realize, oh, okay, I need to – Cause you know I'm a big spice lover. I mean, everything hot I love. I mean, yeah. I have a whole shelf in the refrigerator with spice. And now I've got the girls on it. I'm like, oh, and they shouldn't be eating so much spice. <laughs> yeah, I know it's so hard. It's so hard to yeah.
0: give up things you love. Yeah. So, but it all works. Well, weird just ways about, like that. Think. I've, I just ordered my cold plunge thing. And oh, nice. I've You know, I've I haven't done Wim Hof's breath work, but I right. do do breath work, like the holotropic breath work or the ecstatic breath work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think breath work is like some of the most powerful yes. healing. I just had a crazy experience a couple of weeks ago that was like more intense, almost as intense, if not more, than ayahuasca when I did it. And ayahuasca, I was like, whoa, dude, that's like so intense. <laughs> um, so I feel like so much can be released yeah. through breath work. So I, I do think like I believe Wim Hof could have something going. The, yeah. I, I think the cold plunging Especially if inflammation is kind of one of the yeah. underlying con, you know, conditions or whatever, I think it's something to explore. Yeah,
1: and I think the breath work with getting that surge of the oxygen to your yes. brain is really like reignites it, re energizes it, and detoxifies it in like yeah, a really powerful way. Things that channel through your whole body, then, right? When yeah. you're doing that breath work, because you take in so much oxygen, because everybody's such a shallow breather normally, right? You shallow breathe all the time. I know yes. I do. I have to be conscious of. Oh, let me take a deep breath or let me breathe more through my nose and breathe deeper. You know? yes. I'm always like just very breathe, breathe, breathe. Everybody who's yeah. listening,
0: take a deep breath through your nose, into your belly, hold it for a couple beats and out through your mouth. It's the difference? Just like that. Breath is life. Exactly. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah. That's why with this pandemic and you think people can't breathe, it's so scary. It is. And it's like that feeling of gasping for air is the worst.
0: And there's got to be a double meaning to that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Is there anything else you want to share about your healing journey that may help someone else out there that is searching for answers? Can you pass on hope or inspiration to anybody else or just be real and just be like, you know what, this is tough, but yeah. this is life. <laughs> yeah. And I'm gonna live it and yeah. I'm gonna, you know, just whatever your message is based on your journey yeah. for this last eight years.
1: I think um, you know, when you work through the initial emotion of realizing you have an illness that you can't find a cure for, and you get through that, just knowing that you can still live your life, right? I mean, maybe you'll have some physical, for me, physical challenges or ailments with it, but you can't let it overtake you because I think at some points I did let it do that and I got worse physically and emotionally and mentally. But once you break through that and know that as long as you're aware of it and you're dealing with it, that, and you know that, you know, eventually there's going to be something that might be a cure. Or if not, I've incorporated enough into my daily life that I'm, s- I'm still okay, you know, that I think I'm still okay. Maybe for some people I am, I'm not like, oh, you have no challenges or, oh, that's a huge challenge, you know. But I mean, it's only what you deal with day to day and how you approach it. So I think just knowing that there's always, you know, light at the end of the tunnel somewhere, you know, it could be a pinpoint, it could be a big, major, you know. Beam, yeah, headlight, but it's there.
0: You just, you know, just keep focusing on it, and you get through it. Scale of one to ten, how strong is your belief that you will find answers and heal?
1: Oh, probably eight. (laughs) (laughs) That's good.
0: Eight is good. Yeah, Eight eight is good.
1: Only because I've seen some progress this last maybe year and a half. Um, I've seen more progress, um, with just, you know, the diet practice, plus with working with the doctors and maybe because like you said, you know, I don't have as much stress as I used to, you know, not working, um, day to day and doing the route race made a difference as well. Um, I mean, I still, you know, try to do things on my own. Um because you need, also need to keep your mind alive, mm-hmm. right? Because when you don't do things or you become stagnant or people, like, retire and then you just, you know, life begins to crumble. So you always got to, like, keep it active in a positive Stimulate. way. Stimulate. Something yeah. that stimulates you. Exactly. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So overall, fingers crossed, looking good. <laughs> and I appreciate all of the, you know, commentary and suggestions and... Um, yeah vote of confidence from people and, you know, that because they've seen him and because of you and had that conduit to me to give me that, those outlets of trying different things. And, you know, I don't know if one of those things may have been helped me become better now. And yeah. it could be, it could not be, but I believe that some of those things definitely have. And I appreciate that.
0: And if someone listening has some sort of intuition or wants to reach out with a, just a loving message or perhaps a suggestion, are you willing to share your Instagram handle? You don't have oh, to. Oh yeah,
1: of course. It's just where can people Evalie find
0: you?
1: Eva on Instagram. Eva Lee yeah. M. <laughs> so you can always message me through that. Message me. Yeah, you. definitely. Yeah. I've gotten some really beautiful messages and suggestions, so it's really nice to see.
0: Yeah, and you just never know. Someone might have have a you know a clue or suggestion that leads you down the path yeah. that gets you to that yeah. that answer that final there's answer a lot
1: of different similarities with people's illnesses you know yeah. but i mean
0: it's so and just to receive all the love that i've received about your scene in the film because i believe even for me i cry every time i watch it which <laughs> i haven't watched it in many years because I, I, I watched it a hundred times it gets me emotional too i think i but it's such stairs, a beautiful like, yeah <laughs> such a beautiful powerful scene and and I think just by watching, people had a very cathartic experience. So right. you, even though you're still on your journey, you helped other people on their journey and crack something open in them. And I hope you know that.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that's helped also yeah. knowing that that you know my sacrifice has <laughs> helped others. <laughs> At the time, I didn't realize what yeah. an impact it would make. You know, it was just um, I was just happy to do it and happy to work with you on the film and yeah. be a part of it. So it was mm. very nice. Uh, Moment for me, yay!
0: Thank well, you. I love you. I
1: love you. Thank you, you too. for coming back and sharing you. your progress. Yes, and thank um, you for having me and remembering me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we could never forget Evalee. Um, thank you right. to Adam. Yeah, <laughs> He's in
1: the background, Showmer.
0: <laughs> That's our producer, Adam. It's sitting here, holding space and being amazing. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks everybody, and um, be well. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Heal Podcast. Be sure to tune in every Thursday for more empowering wisdom and inspiring healing stories. Oh, and make sure you hit the follow button on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss that one episode that holds the answer you've been searching for. And if you feel inspired, we would love you to rate and review us so that we have the opportunity to reach more people. And of course, you can follow us on Instagram for some behind the scenes fun and more inspiration at at Heal Documentary and at Kelly Goris. Thank you so much and be well.